We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we create today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. I feel like we're seeing a lot of love for flash photography. I'm feeling like people are really digging those sort of like late night, second dress, bit tiddled from a few drinks kind of vibe photos, bit looser. Hi, I'm Lucy, wedding photographer. And hi, I'm Eddie, wedding videographer. And this is Unveiled, your little black book of weddings. Let's get you guys hitched. Hello, Eddie. Hello, Sagan. Yeah, I'm yeah, good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you nervous? Yeah, what? I am a yeah, little bit. I can feel it in your voice. Yeah, sorry. I know. Well, hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully there's some good bits of advice in this one. I just feel a bit strange being the person being asked the questions. But we've done this for you from a video perspective. So hopefully um, we can share a little insight from a photography perspective yeah that's right so we're gonna get to know lucy a little bit mm. and lucy will also give some useful tips in okay. photography related and yeah. how you can prep in the lead up to your big day so mm. without further ado let's get to know you a little bit and your okay. backstory uh, and what got you into shooting weddings um well i studied photography in years 11 and 12 at school um and I pretty much learnt like the ins and outs of every bit of photography. I did the darkroom process. I learnt how to make a pinhole camera. Uh, it was probably one of my only subjects HSC-wise that I actually enjoyed. Um, but after school, it kind of got lost. I didn't, I didn't pursue it. I think I should have, but I chose not to. And I think I chose the college that I ended up going to just based on the reputation of the college rather than the actual course that I was doing. So I went on to study graphic design um, and kind of loved it, hated it. And it wasn't until after school that I um, did a junior designer role at Cleo and Dolly magazine that I actually got to like use a camera again. Um, And then I met you, Eddie Blake. (laughs) And Ed was shooting weddings and... Yeah, you kind of just said, do you want to start second shooting? And I was like, "Mm, I think I kind of snubbed it at first. I was a bit like, "Mm, I don't know about weddings Um, because I was given some really awesome sort of fashion photography opportunities prior to that. And I was like keen to kind of do that. But yeah, anyway, I went on to second shoot for Eddie a few times and I think, yeah, it was just, it just sort of went on from there. Ended up loving it. It was your real words of encouragement that got me. Mm. doing them on my own yeah well I remember when I got those photos back from you in your second shooting and um well, a couple of things actually this this sprung <laughs> to mind one the photos were insane and you had a very different eye to what a lot of photographers have so I was like yep you need to be doing this but then also <clears throat> I gave the gallery to the couple <laughs> and um I was following them on socials and they just posted all Lucy's photos <laughs> and none of mine. So I was like, okay, well, that's a bit tough. But um, I kind of knew that you just you had an eye for it. So, and yeah, look where you are today. Yeah. Epic. Well, yeah, I think it is, you know, I mentioned that I went on to study graphic design and I do feel like that kind of gives my work that little bit of an edge, bit of a different spin on it. And so was there a moment in time that you thought to yourself, yeah, I really want to be doing this full time? 
I think it was after that first wedding I shot of my own and I'm pretty sure you actually helped you like second shot for me not that I would call it that but you yeah associate shot with me on that one and I actually have a vivid memory of (laughs) shooting the ceremony and it was literally about two seconds away from the first kiss. I don't know if you'll remember this, but I was like standing on the outskirts of the crowd and I've looked up at you and you're going, Lucy, get in, in the aisle. <laughs> get, and I was like, get into position. shit, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, so I think it was probably that first wedding I ever shot that I kind of, the penny dropped for me because I can still remember the first photo. It was kind of when Instagram was like, sort of really taking off too and I remember the first photo I posted from that wedding and it was a girl I actually went to school with and she'd seen a few of my fashion shots just like on film I think and she was like I really want you to shoot the wedding I was like oh I don't know about that anyway um yeah and it was I just remember seeing this photo just like everywhere Mm. all of a sudden I was like okay maybe I should do this yeah so so going back so what you're saying is you almost missed the first kiss (laughs) yeah I almost missed the first kiss but I didn't I didn't miss the first kiss again you probably saved the day on that one and since you started what do you think is the most valuable lesson you've learned along the way with your photography journey um I think it would probably be to stay in my lane um you know I as we said at the start of the conversation, you know, there are so many incredible wedding photographers out there and, you know, I haven't been in it for as long as so many of those amazing wedding photographers. And I think if I'd kind of let that get to me, I don't think I'd be still doing what I'm doing. And yeah, just, I guess, built using it as like confidence and building that and trusting, you know, how I... I might not shoot things in a super traditional way, but the, what I'm doing is working. Yeah, so yeah. that would probably be. Yeah, no, it's good that you said that because we've had a couple of guests on before. I think it might have been a hairstylist or a beauty, beauty makeup, what do you call, mm. call them? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> makeup artist? Makeup artist. And they were saying, well, for brides particularly, that you shouldn't really change too much what you're used to but also for couples booking vendors based on the work that they put out rather than trying to get them to it's like putting a square peg into a round hole sort of thing yeah yeah that's a good way to put it yeah so you you've very much created your little niche in the industry and you're you're channeling down that aisle and Yeah. yeah i love it but i think like you know like anything especially with social media and all of that, it's so easy to kind of lose sight of what it is that you're doing that's working so well. Mm. So I think, you know, if I'd gotten lost in that, especially in those those first few years and not trusted that what I was doing was something that people actually did want, then, you know, I wouldn't be where I am. Yeah. So I think that's probably been my biggest learning. Yeah. So what would you say is the most challenging part of being a wedding photographer, do you think? You can't fuck it up Mm. ever. You know, there's no room for stuff ups, 100%. It would be the pressure of, and not even just on the wedding day. So, you know, like we have the pressure of on the wedding day, things only happen once. You can't go, oh, can you please do the first kiss again? Mm. Oh, sorry, my camera wasn't working. Can you just walk down the aisle again? 
So there's that on the actual day and then post, it's making sure that your backup process is spick and span. And again, you have taught me that, Mm. I would say. Being a wedding photographer has made me a much more organized person because you have to be organized in regards to where you're going on the day and we won't talk about direction again because (laughs) you gave me a rinsing on that that one um but yeah knowing where you're going knowing what time you have to be there knowing what time everything's happening on the day and then yeah your post-production needs to be flawless can't have any room for stuffing anything up losing anything formatting cards writing over cards it's just there is that would easily be the biggest amount of pressure Mm. of being a wedding photographer i think also thinking on your feet on the day when because a lot of the time things don't go exactly to plan and it's really up to the photographer to yeah that's a good one move things around and make it work you need to be able to think on your feet and just be not so structured sometimes Mm. yeah definitely so we speak to a lot of couples what do you think are some of the common fears that couples come to you with and how would you assist them with this Mm, I feel like we've discussed this a few times but obviously I think wet weather and the fear of being camera shy so you know in regards to wet weather it's just it's what a lot of industry people that we've had on here have said it's just being prepared have your brollies have your weather plan Um, And also just obviously trust in your photographer that you're hiring. You know, they like what you just said, they're going to think on their feet. They have to. Mm. They will figure out a way for you to still get your photos. It may just not have that glorious sunset. And then in terms of um, being camera shy, I think the biggest thing that I would probably say to couples is, you know, 99% of couples say this and – on the day it's I think it's the lead up is a lot more nerve-wracking than the actual fact so you know the thought of being in front of a camera all day is really nerve-wracking because we're not all celebrities in front of cameras and paparazzi every day it's a foreign thing for us so yeah it would be just knowing that it may feel weird now but on the actual day you've got that much adrenaline and happiness running through your blood that you just you're going to forget that the camera's there eventually. Yeah, well said. So what what do you think's exciting you at the moment in terms of weddings? Or anything. <laughs> or anything. I mean, you know, you and Huddy excite me every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I'm constantly excited and mind blown by the consistent creativity that's just shaking up the wedding space. Like I feel like, you know, every every single weekend I turn up to a wedding and there's something different that's being done or and it's not even just from like couples perspective, it's from industry folk as well and it's just I feel like weddings are just becoming so much more about individual taste rather than what they've always had this stigma or or expectation of being so yeah I would say just creativity and all the innovative thought that's coming into them now yeah yeah and I think we've touched on this one before but there's you know a million talented wedding photographers out there how would you suggest couples really narrow their focus down to picking their photographer Mm, it's really hard um 
I'm going to like echo what Missy said in our last episode and, you know, start by saying obviously skill set is a really, really pivotal part, um, but also your connection with your photographer. And you can decipher that just over a phone call. I don't even think you have to meet them. I think, you know, just jumping on the phone and having a conversation because if their energy doesn't resonate with yours and your partner's, they are there from the very start of the day. So, you know, if it doesn't resonate, it's going to be an interesting day with them sort of by your side and in your face. Um, So, yeah, I think it's just making sure that you – connect with them and that they're easy to talk to and um, their energy is right with yours and then when it comes to sort of delving that little bit deeper into like a skill set and figuring out you know are they who you want and are they going to deliver what you want I think it's you know there's no harm in asking for full galleries I'm I, I think that's a really good way to sort of decipher one photographer from another especially if you're sort of toing and froing from a couple it's kind of like okay well Ask both for a full gallery and you're going to see how a, capt- uh, how a photographer will capture a day cohesively rather than just your portrait session that you see on Instagram. Mm. I think that's a big one. So trends come and go in weddings. So mm. what, what do you think is, is on trend at the moment? From a photography perspective, I feel like we're seeing a lot of love for flash photography. Um, I'm feeling like people are really digging those sort of like late night, mm. second dress, kind of bit bit tiddled from a few drinks kind mm. of vibe photos, mm. bit looser. Um, and then obviously there's be, been this injection of 35 millimetre film, which is kind of, I feel like it's really sort of taking off now. And then just from what I've observed from other areas, I feel like, you know, there's that sort of in, there's that European theme that we see a lot of with like the fruits on the tables and, mm. you know, the pops of blue and with the co- like the contrast of white um, pearls. I feel like a lot of brides are, you know, not only wearing pearls for jewellery, but pearls um, in their veils. Yep. Um, what else? Uh, I think there's a rise in, like, in the musical sense, I feel like there's a bit of a rise in instrumental rather than just DJ. Yeah, instrumental. Um, like, you know, your sax players and um, yeah. even if you don't have a band, you have a one piece. Or, yeah. you know, at Becky and Lockie's the other weekend at Redleaf, we shot um, their ceremony, they had a, a string band, yeah. like the violins mm. with the cellos and... You know, I feel like music can really transport people. So, yeah, that kind of can bring an element of being somewhere else into where you are. Um, And I also feel like people are making sustainable, more sustainable choices. Like Mm. I spoke with one of the bridesmaids or a bride the other week and she was like, oh, we're repurposing our flowers after the wedding, which I thought was just like such a good idea because – think about how much floral there is at a wedding mm. day how do, they, in, how do they do that going to like nursing homes and just like oh, you yeah. know giving them to their guests as a gift mm. or like a take-home that kind of thing so I thought that was really cool so yeah I feel like people are making like a bit more of a conscious yep. sustainable having that bit more of a um, conscious sustainable approach sorry 
tripped over my words there. Nah, you're <laughs> right. So uh, keeping it keeping it positive, but I think this question's good so the listeners can yeah. can learn from some yeah. other mistakes. Yeah. But what would you say is the biggest mistake that couples make when planning their wedding? I think one of the biggest mistakes is not giving their speakers who are doing speeches time limits. Oh, such a good point. Yeah. Seriously. We have said it before. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I just can't reiterate that point enough. Um, and for quite a few reasons and, you know, the non-obvious ones being, say, for example, you only have your photographer booked till a certain time and speeches run over by half an hour than what you expected that photographer may then not be there to capture I mean most photographers will stick around and capture it anyway but that's just one example another one is you might miss a sunset yeah, which happened <laughs> which recently, happens it? Yeah, yeah yes it did just happen to me unfortunately um and you know you can't cut a speech off you can't pull a bride and groom out during Actually, a speech. I've heard wedding bells go off during a speech. Like five minutes ago, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> really? And if they keep speaking, it's just like cut. <gasps> what? It was, How do you it do was that? more of a, like a joke oh, okay. from the MC. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's probably a bit extreme. Yeah, well, I mean, I've always thought it would be funny if, like, you know, that, that music played oh, when yeah, yeah. it's at the Golden Globes and it kind of like shoes them off the stage. Mm. But yeah, I think. I just think that's it's it's got the potential to really piss you off mm. on your wedding night and all it needs to be is you know we'd love you to do a wedding speech please only make it 5 to 6 minutes yeah. and you know there's a run sheet there for a reason it's got a, a wedding day has structure and you know do the bride and groom the due diligence due diligence is that how you pronounce it due diligence <laughs> so yeah something like yeah. i can't say it but know, um man. you know the pay them the respect of the fact that they've they've created that run sheet for a reason and until that dance floor starts it's got to have that structure you want to have all your special people talking on the day but i would say at the moment i'm seeing four to six people speak at, at a wedding which mm. is which is a good amount but if all those people speak for, you know, yeah. a, a 15, too, 20 minutes, long, it really yeah. disjoints yeah. the momentum of the wedding too. It's not that enjoyable for your guests, but mm. if things are flowing nicely, it goes one speech after yeah. the other and people are on time, it really people just keeps, attention. keeps the energy high. Yep. Yeah. So I love that you said that point. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a big one. Where, mm. where do you see yourself in 10 years time? Uh, yeah, 40. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to disclose your age. <laughs> oh, I don't really care yeah. about my age. Lucy's 30. I'm 30. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I hope I'm still doing what I'm doing to a certain capacity. I don't know how that looks, but I love my job. and But I also, you know, I won't be able to do it forever to the capacity that I'm doing it as I hope that I can you know like be a mum and put a bit more focus into family and yeah but I still definitely want to do what I'm doing 
I don't know how that looks though. Sorry. Yeah. I wish I had a crystal ball, but I also don't <laughs> wish I had a crystal ball. <laughs> and if you could go back to your 18 year old self, what advice would you be giving yourself? <sighs> this doesn't have to be work related. Oh God. I'd give myself so much advice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would just be like trust the process, you know. I think there are so many points but in your life that you sit there going, why is this happening or this isn't how I imagined things. But I think if, yeah, if I could just tell that 18-year-old me that it will work out how it's supposed to, then I think I would have been a lot less stressed about everything (laughs) between then and now (laughs) and just yeah not also not growing up too fast I feel like that's a big one I think you know you kind of hit a certain age and you're like I want to be doing this and I want to be doing that but it's instead it's like just be present and go with the flow of it and yeah enjoy being young while you can because fuck when you get old it's like (laughs) 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 now I'm going on a tangent about being old so we'll just cut it there just trust in the process 18 year old lucy and know that it's all going to work out yeah, it's all going to be okay yeah nice well thanks for letting us pick your brain i think i learned a little bit today and hopefully the listeners did too did you what did so you learn i learned that um <laughs> <laughs> you didn't learn shit <laughs> no nah, i did learn <laughs> What did you learn? Um, the you learned that Lucy built a pinhole camera. Does anyone know what a pinhole camera Do you know what a pinhole camera is? No. Yeah. Well. Anyway, what I'm trying to say, it's been useful for, okay. for the, well, for the Hopefully listeners. our listeners found it useful and they haven't cut me off halfway through. <laughs> Not at all. But we'll be uh, back next week, guys, on your airwaves. And, yeah. Um, if you have any questions... Feel free to send us a DM and we'll answer anything that's gone unanswered. Yeah. All right. Until next week. Bye.